Bless you. Thank you. You don't listen to the podcast, right? No, why? Just because I've started like putting intros in. They're funny. Yeah. I heard the one. Which one? Uh, where I was like singing or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what a. <laughs> Take my hand, don't let me go. <clears throat> it was really good singing. <laughs> something. It was something. <laughs> Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christ and Culture. This is Gordon. And this is Steve. How have you been, Steve? I mean, it's, it's good. Well, before, just welcome back to the adventure this week. It's really good to be here. But Yeah, we, obviously you guys wouldn't know this because you can't see us, but we're back uh, recording at the Matlers, which is kind of where Gordon and I started the recording together. So this is sort of old school. Yeah. The past couple times we've been together, it's been at my new apartment up in the city. It's not the OG place. It's not Clint's old apartment. No. We'll never be back there because he moved, but it's good. And we're at, and fun fact, we're actually drinking tea, which is... It's been a while since so I've done that too. Yeah, that was like a tradition that kind of fell to the wayside, I guess. Yeah, but my throat hurts a lot today in the past few days, but especially today. And so when he was like, we should have some tea, I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes. Well, I said tea or coffee. I was feeling the caffeination. He was feeling... <laughs> the soothed throat so uh he got some throat soothing tea and i got some black tea i don't think we have any coffee anyways really yeah you don't have coffee i'm out wow i need to buy some actually i think i've been going through withdrawals because <laughs> i don't get headaches mm. in the past few days like i either have a headache or do you know what i'm talking about when you like get up too fast off out of a bed and then you feel like there's like a ton of pressure on your head from like moving around like mm-hmm. that type of headache mm-hmm I've been having those like all the time and I just think it's because I've gone like three days without coffee all of a sudden. Yeah, that's pretty intense. I've gotten to the point at work, we have an espresso machine. It was donated to us and I will make myself a double shot of espresso Mm -hmm. and then put my coffee in that, like put that in my coffee. And so I'll make myself like a black eye, right? Which is like black coffee (laughs) with two shots of espresso. To the point where now if I just drink straight black coffee, I'm kind of like, oh, this is so bland. (laughs) Instead of tasting like black tar. Is a red eye one shot one of coffee? One shot, yeah. Okay. And I think like a three is like a purple eye. And oh, I didn't know yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I learned this at a conference in California at a Starbucks. I was in Costa Mesa and I was like, I need more caffeine. And I asked for, I was like, I'm going to get a black eye. You know what? No, make it three. They were like, oh, it's called a purple eye. And they were like, like gave me the rundown of what all the different colors means. I was like, I feel like black eye. I knew there was black eye and red eye, and that makes sense because if you add less water, it's like a little more color. 
the more coffee you add, yeah, the, you know, the blacker it is. So. Yeah, which I don't understand, like why purple and everything else happen. Like, black seems like it's like that should be the end. Like you black out <laughs> on caffeine. Um, but anyway, Gordon, what have you been uh, intaking media-wise? Uh, as I kind of mentioned with Jonathan, I've been playing more video games lately, mm, which kind? is like a weird take. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Oh, on my, classic. On my DS. Like, fun fact, as people heard last episode, I went my entire life not playing Link games. Like, never like played Zelda games. Never played yeah. Zelda. Yeah. Um, besides, like, Super Smash Brothers and having them on there. And so finally wanted to check it out and just been playing Ocarina of Time now, kind of like over halfway through it. And outside of that, another unpopular fun fact about me is I've never seen The Office in chronological order. I've seen like almost every episode and I know everything that happens, just not front to back. Okay. And so I'm in in, uh, season, almost done with season three. Yeah. I've been going through that. Yeah, I have an, I have a confession to make too. Okay. Um, I've watched a lot of The Office, but never in chronological order. Either. Right. Um, it's so easy not to because yeah. everyone else has seen it, and you usually walk over to your friend's house and it's on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I haven't seen this one. You'll watch it, and then you're like, I, I kind of get what's going on because I've seen a little bit before this, a little bit after that, and you kind of know the whole story. Yeah. So I've actually been also working my way through The Office for the first time. So. Um, which is a confession I have to make. So you started from the beginning, and yeah. that first season's rough. Yeah, I hear it gets... I mean, I know it gets better, but yeah, they, they always say that first season. I always really like Parks and Rec. Um, I haven't seen any. I've seen, good, I've seen season one. one. I like The Office. The Office is... So Parks and Rec is much more, I think, accessible. Right. Um, it's just its humor is just much more easy to get. Whereas like The Office, I think it takes almost like a understanding of the characters like the humor is more subtle well the office was a bbc show and like you can tell season one of the american office is literally just the same bbc script with u.s characters and so that first season is like so dry and not even like funny but like michael is the worst human being that you're forced to laugh out of discomfort yeah and it's just like what yeah yeah no and that's and i think they they added a little bit of american twist to it but the humor in itself is still subtle like what makes the show is like oh that's something that's totally something michael would do or that's totally a dwight thing or oh that's so jim you know and so you're laughing because you just know these characters you're like oh this is totally something that they would do right but yeah it's it's good what else um i don't think just podcast lately yeah honestly i've been listening to any and every podcast that has to do with what's going on in the church right now. Uh, most mm. things, most like encyclicals that come out, most letters, I'm really bad about not reading and just being, not knowing what, like people are like, oh, have you read this? You know what's going on? And like, I'm really, really ill-informed with a lot of things that usually are like now going on in the church. I know like old stuff, you know, and I know catechetical stuff, but I don't know like oh, this just came out. And so when something like what's going on now came out, I was like, I can't not be informed. Um, so I've been reading kind of like the le- sort of the letters that have been coming out and then also just listening to a, every in any every podcast, Pints of the Aquinas, Catholic Stuff You Should Know, Bishop Barron, Father Mike Schmitz, a lot of them have been le- dropping like some podcasts with some opinions. I know it's not the best way to go about it, but I'm actually like learning a lot. Yeah, no, that is good. 
Yeah, I mean, everything going on right now is is unfortunate and sad. But um, fun fact, I was actually just got off the phone with my mom today. And my dad, who, um, as we know, is sort of a work in progress. I think I've talked about that on this podcast before. My uncle is very against the Catholic Church and was dissing them, apparently, like this weekend. And my father actually stood up and defended it. Um, and he was just saying how, you know, you, you can't blame or like blame the whole religion for a few bad eggs, you know, like that they're not actually representing like what the church is or like what it teaches in the same way that, you know, you couldn't blame every Muslim for Islamic extremism, you know, that, you know, what the church teaches and then how these individuals may have like abused their power and not lived up to it. Right. And so it's just the idea of like, if you want to know what the church believes, look to the saints, not to the sinners. Right. I think that was mother Teresa, but anyway, whatever. I'm sure Clint will let us know. (laughs) You heard it here. (laughs) Yeah. I've, uh, been trying to get more into the whole reading thing. It's always so hard for me just to like sit down and do it. I just bought, uh, the brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. So, what's that? Well, you know, like Dost, like uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky's like Crime and Punishment. Okay, yeah. So he also wrote a book called The Brothers Karamazov, and apparently it's a phenomenal book, and it's much more subtle than than Crime and Punishment. So apparently it takes multiple reads, but the idea is you have like these different siblings, and in a lot of ways they're like representing different ideas about like God. Um, I think it's kind of the premise. Yeah, it's like this thick, which you at home can't see, but it's a rather thick book. It's like two inches. Yeah, it's a big, thick book, probably three, four hundred pages. Like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, very much. And I mean, uh, fire, what's the Goblet of Fire size? Yes, very large and in charge book. Yeah, so it's interesting. So I'm I'm probably going to be starting that. And um, yeah, other than that, I've been working a lot. Yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, you guys have big stuff coming up. That we do, that we do. Um, but it's been good. And this is music, you know, every now and again. But I was hanging out with a friend last night. And I started getting into, started watching last night this show called Black Mirror. Love Black Mirror. Which, yeah, I had heard about and I thought I would like it. Because growing up, the Twilight Zone was my jam. Love Twilight Zone. My father and I, they would always have that like that uh, large marathon oh, yeah. of it on New Year's. Yeah. And we would watch that every New Year's. I was, I was like my dad and I. We would sit down. We'd watch it. It would m- mortally, like, mortify me and terrify me <laughs> sometimes when I was a child. But, I, I mean, I love The Twilight Zone. Yeah, I own every episode on VHS. Ah, yes. Because my aunt and my uncle during, <clears throat> I think it was like a few years of mm-hmm. the New Year's Eve marathon... It was like back when you could like tape shows with the VHS mm, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. taped every episode and had the collection. And when I was over there and I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. And they're like, well, we have it now on DVD since they have that and they yeah. sell like the box set. So you can have these and I have like everyone, but nothing to play it on. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite. So the Nightmare at 40,000 Feet. I think the one with like the gremlin thing on the the wing of the oh, plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gremlin, which I looked back up the photo of it, and it's just like a fuzzy costume with a terrible mask, <laughs> terrified me as a child. 
Like, I was afraid of looking out the window because I thought I would see him. Like, he terrified me. And, of course, now. But you weren't even at 40,000 feet. No, but, yeah. But, you know, you're just, like, terrified of the Yeti. But I love that show. And so I heard about Black Mirror. Now, it's kind of almost like a modern-day Twilight Zone-esque idea. Yes. uh, With, like, more sci-fi elements. Yeah, it's it's like Twilight Zone if everything was based on technology. Yeah. And what technology could be in the worst way. Yeah, and so it's really a really, really interesting episode. And I think that that's a perfect segue because I want to talk about one of the episodes I watched. And there were there were a couple. Um, I watched the USS Callister episode, which was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the most popular ones. There's about four seasons now, and for those that haven't seen it, like it's not something you can just like binge because the most of the endings are not on a light note. They're actually yeah. on a dark note and yeah. kind of lose hope really quickly. If you heard yeah. last week's episode... Jonathan hates like movies that end without hope, but you don't have to. You don't have to like watch from beginning to end. You can jump around, pick an episode. It's a one and done thing. Yeah, it's, they're they're not. It's not a. I've, I've wanted to like do a podcast on this for a while. I'm glad Steve's taking the rein on this, but it's just hard to because they're all so different. There's so many themes to touch on. Yeah, this is something we could do over and over again. Yeah, different episodes and like I said, the USS Callister one I watched. That one's ending wasn't terrible. It was a little bad. It was justified, but it was pretty bad. I don't know how justified. I mean, because that was a pretty terrible way. But anyway, I digress. Uh, that's not where we're. That's not where we're at. I watched Metalhead, which ter- was actually kind of really scary. That one was pretty intense. There are some really rough. Yeah, uh, for those that haven't seen it, some of the episodes are graphic. Very graphic. Some mature themes. Um, definitely some language. Just be aware of that. Um, yeah. Some episodes aren't. Like I think the episode we're going to go over today is pretty nice one of the lighter episodes but still like a kind of yeah there's there's like one scene where there's a little bit of profanity Mm. um Mm. with like when she's yeah but anyway so the episode i want to go is called nosedive and i watched this episode and in the first like five minutes i was like i turned to my friend bryce and i was like i have to do a podcast on this one and he's like oh that'd be really cool and so the premise of nosedive is you have this main character named Lacey. And you're basically in this world where like social media is to the extreme. Like you post pictures and people like it, but people will actually rate their interactions with you. Like they can they can like point it toward you, like to get your thing. And you have these implants in kinda your in your eye where you can see what people's ratings are out of five stars. Right. And you can rate them four stars, five stars based on your interaction with them. Yeah, everything. So, like, when you buy coffee at Starbucks, you rate the barista. Yeah. But the barista also rates you. Yeah, and so everyone's just super really nice to each other because they don't want to be rated. Because what you find out is, like, it, it affects you in it's society. like a credit score. Yeah. yeah. And social status. That's yeah. both. Like, you can't live in certain neighborhoods unless you're at least, you know... You can't buy, like, first-class plane tickets. Yeah, like you know your express lanes for things or like you have to be above four stars and it's yeah if you want to get it like a u-haul you can only get certain trucks stuff mm-hmm. like that based yeah. on your rating and it gets really dystopian really fast because at first you're like this is an interesting concept the main character Lacey, is a 4.2 and she loves this whole concept and she's all about it and you start to get like this sense that people and actually i i think the best character i think one of the best characters in that episode is lacy's brother mm. he's like a 3.7 or something he just doesn't care right 
Yeah, he's just like, I mean, he's a nice guy. Right, but he like totally hates the system. Mm-hmm. If I but, so he's correctly. like a 3.7, like he's still, you know, pretty decent, but like he's not a 4.0 and above, and Lacey's a 4.2. She wants to move into this apartment, but you have to be a 4.5 mm-hmm. to afford it. And so she gets invited to this girl's wedding to be the maid of honor because it's her best. She's like, she posts, she's trying to like get more higher rated people to like her. Yeah, isn't there like um, consultants that you yeah, can consult that like with help you. to help you like raise your rating? Mm-hmm. And she like met with one and they're like, if you get higher social standing people to like you, they have more influence on your rating. Yeah. So you should get like four or five like higher class people to like you. And so she tried to go do that. And that's how she yeah. was invited to this wedding. Yeah. So she takes this picture. Cause she keeps liking this girl named Naomi's pictures and everything, right? Just everything. She rates five star, five star, five star. And then she takes a picture of this doll, this like Mr. Rags. And it's like a rag doll that they made together when they were kids. And Naomi swipes and gives five stars to it. And it's the first time Naomi ever rates Lacey back and then calls her. And it's like, oh, I want you to be like, I saw that and they really brought it home. And I want you to be my maid of honor at my wedding. And Lacey's like, what does that entail? She's like, you have to give a speech. And she sends the guest list over and everyone on the guest list is like a 4.7, 4.8, like really high ratings. And Lacey's like, this is how I'm going to get my 4.5 rating to move into this apartment that right. I want. That's actually owned by Naomi. Like Naomi, her friend, like owns this um, apartment company. apartment yeah. thing yeah like this like living area and her brother's like that place is so fake and he's like how suicidal do you think all those like 4.5 people are you know because they, they have to live this fake existence and what i think is so beautifully portrayed in that episode is how fake the smiles are yes like everyone is so fake to each other they're it's like very pleasantville yeah like it's creepy almost yeah and like they're like the woman in the elevator you know, like, to she, oh, you got this job here. And, like, you know, you can tell that they're, like, they're, like, taking their shots at each other, like, so politely. And she's, like, oh, you're still at so-and-so. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but not forever. Yeah, it's great for now. Yeah, for now, it's great. And, like, they're just so, just, it's terrible. Yeah. And her brother looks at her when she's, like, trying to get this. And he's, like, I miss being able to actually talk with my sister when we actually had real conversations. Um, and so we were getting is social media has entered the life so much. And I think this is this is kind of a point is social media has entered in their life so much that they've actually lost this authentic communication mm-hmm. that they don't have real conversations anymore because they're so concerned with making people like them. Right. Instead of being authentic. Right. And there's a scene where she's like trying to get the 4.5 and the consultant hits there. And there's something the consultant says that I think is so key. You know, she has upward trajectory. People like her, blah, blah, blah. And she tries to get someone to like her and she got like a bad rating, like a three points, three stars or something. Um, and she needs five star ratings to, to increase. And it was a woman in the elevator. And so you see the scene with like the consultant and he's like, He's like, if you try too hard, like it could, like people notice it and they don't like it. Like you have to, like be yourself, like be authentic. Um, and even though it's like this weird thing of like trying to rate your stars, like there's something there about being yourself and being authentic. Right. So she tries to get to this wedding, and right. she's so stressed to get there. She has this fight with her brother 
before she leaves where he's like i miss talking to you and she's like you just don't understand she's like do you ever wonder why i didn't bring a, like a guy back it's because i don't want them to see my like three point whatever brother you know like it's ashamed of her brother's rating and so he rates her a one star and she's like whatever and she's so frustrated she bumps into somebody who rates her a one star because, like spilling coffee on them, yeah because right? it like bumps into her and like this woman spills coffee on herself and she's a 4.8 so like she gets rated and then she gets in the car and she and naomi calls her and so she's on video chat with naomi and she's so fake and annoying annoyingly fake that the the driver rates her one star or two star or whatever it is right and he, she's like what that you know like and that drops her from a 4.2 to a 4.1 she gets to the airport and the plane is canceled and they only have one seat on a different plane but you have to be at least a 4.2 to get on there and she's like a 4.18 you know because she just got some negative pings yep and so she freaks out and like the police arrive and, and this is what i thought was crazy is the security like the way that they handled you like didn't give you a fine or whatever it was they docked you a full point full rate like one rating yes yeah, so, like so she went she's like a 3.1 yeah she became like a 3.1 for 24 hours and then they gave you double damage so any negative effects someone sent you are doubled yeah and you see this uh early like really really early on like this negative impact because i guess at the office in the very beginning in their office this guy comes and he has smoothies and like she rates him positively and everyone's like oh don't do that like him and so and so broke up and we're on the other guy's side and he's like he'll be a 2.5 before anything and so he's like becomes a he becomes a 2.4 and he's like not even allowed in the coffee shop like he's trying to get her to just give her a positive rating so that he's allowed to like rejoin society and it's like this really eerie thing where she ignores him because when she uprated him three people downvoted her right and so it's like this it's yeah power is power movement in society mm-hmm. so anyway she has this horrible time getting to where she needs to and people are like down like giving her bad ratings and it's all double damage and then she meets this truck driver who's really nice and she's like 1.5 or 1.4 and she's like oh you seem really normal for like 1.4 she's like yeah she's like one day i just realized because she was a four point this woman was a 4.6 and she's like you know i was a 4.6 my husband was a four point like one or whatever and he had cancer and you know she was she five star rated every nurse and every doctor and everyone but the cancer still grew the cancer didn't care about the ratings right and he ended up dying and he there was an experimental treatment and she got him up to a 4.3 so he could get the treatment and he lost his bed to a 4.4 yeah and she said i just stopped caring at that point and i just said what i wanted to say and all my friends didn't like that and you'd be amazed how much people don't like when you just tell the truth. And so she was like a 1.5. She was a really nice woman, but she was completely normal. And she was like, I don't care if like I use profanity or if like I say something that offends someone, if it's true, like if I call someone out on their crap. Because if you call someone out on their crap, they can vote they you can down. Re- yeah. Well, basically ends where she gets to this wedding because, you know, she keeps getting downvoted. So she's like a 2.6. And her friend calls her and says, don't come to the wedding. And she's like, I thought you said you wanted your oldest friend there. And she said, no. She was said that basically her it comes out that Naomi only wanted her because she was a 4.2. So she was a low 4. And the authenticity of an old friend that was a 4.4, she was like, played well with me. And like in her ratings, like her trajectory, so that she would be even highly rated. Right. Like, oh, you're such a charitable person. Yeah. Like you have this really good friend who's a 4.2. And she's like, you were going to use me for my numbers. And then Naomi calls her. And she's like, 
as if you weren't trying to use me to boost your rating with all these like with this speech for 4.8 people right and so like she's writing the be- like the maid of honor speech or- speech earlier and she's like matron of honor speech and she's like giving it over to her and like they're you know co-oping about like what to say and what's funny is her brother calls out and she's like you didn't even like naomi she was like mean like apparently naomi like used to pick on Lacey her their whole childhood cut off her hair like cheated on her boyfriend with you know <laughs> did all these horrible horrible things like gave her an eating disorder yeah that's um, right Jeez. but she like loved naomi and so she goes and she kind of goes and she starts she looks terrible and she starts telling the truth about Naomi at the wedding at the wedding and she gets like dropped to like a 0.5 which is like the lowest rating like she gets like dropped down to like nothing and then she gets arrested and she like talks about how she still loves Naomi then she's put in prison and she meets this guy but what's funny is after her point gets brought back up she'll be a 1.5 so she would have been that woman she met on the truck and that woman on the truck was like I love my life like everything's great you know like I'm free from all of that ridiculousness. Right. And so, isn't that when she goes in the prison? Yeah, and she's in the prison and she meets this guy. Those, don't they take it out? Yeah, they remove... That's the cool thing. So they remove the implants from her eyes so she no longer can see what the other person's rated. And then they just start, like, insulting each other. The person next to her cell, right? Yeah. They just, like... And you can tell he's just a very intelligent guy. They're arguing at first, like, for real... But then they kind of continue the argument because they're realizing, like, how good it feels to, like, not care. Yeah. And you can just tell, like, it becomes sort of, like, flirty. And you can just kind of tell, like, that this is the guy she was, like, looking for. You know what I mean? He's very, very intelligent. And he, like, uses... Yeah, it's... And I I guess for me, I saw this and I realized, like, this is the, the real threat of social media that social media while sometimes it it has the capacity to bring us closer together it risks a very real danger of putting a wedge between us and making like this false life you know people don't post their problems on social media unless they think that they'll get the sympathy right right like people post the best of themselves and at worst at best they post the best of themselves or they post like pity party you know to like get people to like but you know people aren't posting hey i'm sitting home alone doing nothing you know like this is not something people do and so social media really runs this risk of you thinking everyone's life is better than yours and you comparing yourself to others and there's a real danger there i mean what, what do you think about all this i've just sort yeah. of gone, gone and like went through the whole giving you the yeah. whole idea yeah but i just want to hear your thoughts there's a lot um one thing I, i'd like to like back up on and like first date this is kind of a great segue going on like talking about social media with jonathan last week even though we really got nowhere with it but i'd like to back up and say like because i know there's a lot of listeners and like everyone uses social media um that there isn't a downside like we're not saying no one can be authentic on social media that was something that jonathan said like there is an authentic way to use it even though when i asked him what that was he's like i don't know <laughs> i'm still trying to figure it out um, and so, you know, if you are one, like for people that are looking for prayers and they want a lot of prayers and like something serious has ha- happened in their life, yeah. like, uh, like a death or something, then there isn't like this negative, like we're not saying like everyone that posts something sappy or sad on social media are just looking for likes. Yeah. Um, but the, the sadly, because the one thing that stood out me the whole time we're talking is like, there is this desire in our hearts for transparency. Yeah. And 
with everything going on right now, there's just this desire for transparency. And there's this also this ugliness to transparency. Yeah. It's like just awful sometimes when people are transparent. It's like the truth does hurt, but it is, uh, there's no weight to be carried when you're when everyone's transparent. And so because there is something between like if I'm talking to you on Facebook, there's something between you and I talking now. Mm. It's not just you and me like right now face to face, but there is this screen and then your screen and then you. Two screens between you and I. Yeah. And so there is this false sense of transparency. We could be like being totally honest, but there's still this idea and this subtle feeling maybe in me that's like, is this honest? And because of that, we see on social media that if we are too positive or too awesome, then it's like in this episode where they're trying too hard. People don't like Mm -hmm. that. And then there's this way where we're too authentic and like telling like everything we're doing. People don't like that either. Yeah. Even if we're being authentic both ways. Yeah. It's just this idea of like, you can't do too much. And you can't like just be raw on social yeah. media. People don't like that. And you have to, and there's something, it's like a tightrope that we're balancing on. Yeah. And it's tiring and exhausting sometimes. Right. And, and I hate to say, like, you know, working in youth ministry as I did, you know, you see a lot of young girls who like their worth is essentially how many likes they're getting on Instagram or Facebook, you know, like how many followers they have like this is where they're determining their worth and i think that this episode of black mirror like really shows that to the extreme like what if your worth what if social media actually was your worth in society because right now it's not it's a lie that we tell ourselves you know like it's not actually you could you don't even have, to have social media and like no one would even know you know like you wouldn't change like it doesn't affect who you are as a person The other thing, too, is just, like, that level of authenticity, like, you know, everyone wants the perfect selfie and, like, the perfect picture of their food or, you know, whatever it is. And there's just something that that can be dangerous there, right? It's almost like this vanity of, you know, a worshipping of a false idol, Yeah. (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's paint the picture this way real quick. I just had this really interesting thought. Yeah. What if this system from this show was around... During the Gospels. Yeah. What was what would you think Jesus' rating would be? Well, he would have been very low. And I'll tell you That's why. That's what I meant, right? Yeah. And he wouldn't have cared. Yeah. The, he, the, so, yeah, if the system existed, he probably would have been docked to be, like, double, like, you know, knocked down with double damage. And all the Pharisees and Sadducees, who were probably, like, 4.8s themselves, would have been pinging him. He would have been, I mean, he probably would have been the lowest rating he possibly could have. It goes back to this psychology of well like when like raising kids or like youth ministry and stuff there is a better outcome when a consequence through reward so like this is what you get if you do this if you don't you don't get that reward rather than like having a punishment as a consequence because then someone's attitude and actions change out of fear rather than out of like oh i, I like out of out of a desire and like knowing they've done wrong and so yeah, it's just this thing of like if you're punishing them, then they're not wanting to do something, not wanting to do wrong because they're afraid of the punishment, and that's not like true change. They still kind of like want to do wrong or don't want to follow in line. Whereas like if you're like no, but this is what you get if you do it, and then there's like this sense of trying in order to receive the reward. Yeah, and so like I see in the show like everyone's afraid. To be honest, everyone's afraid. There's it's just hidden fear of becoming a lower 
rating. Mm-hmm. And so there is no this, there is no authenticity. And for me, someone who loves like authenticity, I would hate. Yeah, I would hate that world. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like she's trying to hitchhike and people won't pick her up because her rating's too low, and people are like negative because she's trying to hitchhike. People are giving them negative ratings, which is like sending her further and further down. Yeah, I think just in terms of you know, there's there's a slavery that you find in trying to be popular. Like, you become enslaved to this idea of, well, I have to be this or that. And Christ did not come to try to have us be slaves. Like, he came to set us free from slavery, to set us free from the chains that, unfortunately, sometimes we shackle ourselves. Like, we are the ones who who, who put on the handcuffs. Like, we're yeah. the ones who shackle ourselves to the wall and throw away the key. And in a lot of ways, Christ is trying to break that down. And I kind of see this in social media a lot, is... You know, I don't use it as much. Like, I, I'm on it. Like, I do use it probably more than I want to. But, like, I am i don't really post a whole lot of things. Right. Because it's not really anything to post about. You know, like, I mean, now and again, I will. You know, like, I have gotten to a point where I really enjoy experiencing the moment beyond just, oh, this would make for a really good photo. It's, well, this is a really memorable moment. And, like, being present to that. I think that Christ really desires us to be present in the moments. Yeah. And he says that he is, you know, the way, the truth, and the life. And that's this idea of truth. Yeah. And that there was no truth in this show. And the people that were being true weren't even a 4.0. They were below that. They're like, I'm being true to myself. I'm being a nice person. Or I'm just saying what I want. And another thing I really loved that you mentioned, I mean, I want to bring this up real quick, is the truck driver. Yeah. Who she said, where she was saying, like, I started saying what I wanted to say. And I do think in discipleship, there is this need for candor. Mm-hmm. There is this need to, like, look at your sister and look at your brother. And I mean, like, sister and brother in Christ. And, like, if they're doing something, to call them out. Yeah. Not out of, like, you're Not doing out. terrible things, but, like, out of love of, like, don't you know right. Jesus loves you and like you, yeah. you need to go, you want to go to the kingdom. Well, it, like admonishing the sinner is still a spiritual work of mercy. Right. Uh, we just never want to talk about that one. Yeah. But yeah, you, that's what I love about her is, you know, she points out that like she just told the truth and people don't like that. And it, I mean, Christ told the truth and they killed him for it. Right. It's just in this show, instead of them actually being put to death, they're like socially put to death. Like they're, Shut out. Life becomes ruined. You know, they can't even go into particular stores because their rating's not high. Yeah. You become the, uh, what's that parable? Where everyone passes by. The Good Samaritan? Yeah. You become the one the Good Samaritan helps. Yeah, you become, yeah, you become the the person stripped and left on the side of the road. Yeah. We, yeah, in this, in this episode, if, if you're, if you're following, the way of Christ, which is being true to yourself and true to other people. Right. And there's and a humility. There's strip, that, you're stripped right? of that. Yeah. Humility is accepting the truth. And I don't think anyone dislikes a humble person. There's something attractive about true humility, um, which is just this, you know, because humility comes from the same root as like earth, right? It's just being grounded. Um, and it's just this sense of like just people who you can tell are just so grounded and they know who they are and they know the reality of it. There's just something attractive about that. And, you know, and they're generally really nice and sometimes like they're going to call you out. And 
you know, my friends who call me out on my BS, like I appreciate them so because much. I know that like those are true friends. Yeah. Like your true friends are not the people who tell you only what you want to hear, but like your real friends are going to call you out where, because, because they actually care about you. They actually want you to be like for your betterment. Right. Now, obviously not someone who's critical of you and like putting you down. Right. But somebody who you can, you know who your true friends are when they, they love you and they're just like, Hey man, I I don't think you should be doing that. Like, why don't we talk about it? You know? It also quickly shows you, if you, if you didn't know you had it, the first time someone does that for you, after that, you have this subtle, like, awareness of accountability. Mm-hmm. You know you're being held accountable because God is holding you accountable all the time. But sometimes that's hard to, like, remember. And yeah. so when you have, we have people in this life and in this world that are holding us accountable, it's just a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. I think um, I think that's probably my challenge is to be authentic. If you use social media a lot and you know who you are, I would encourage you this week to really limit that usage. To to limit your usage and then use that time in prayer or use that time in self-betterment or just to go outside <laughs> and like enjoy God's creation. Um, but to but I would encourage you mostly to to enter into prayer. If you're not already praying. I would also just add to that real quick. We did a night on words in youth ministry last semester. And our challenge to the kids, because words are so powerful, is like to think of someone that uh, that either you have hurt or someone that's hurt you in the past and tell them you're sorry. Yeah. Or forgive them, even if it's just in prayer. And then yeah. also think of someone that you've always admired and looked up to but have never told. Yeah. And tell them, like lift them up. We yeah. can use our words for good. Yes. But yeah, I, and then also in terms of accountability, like true accountability, like find somebody spiritually that you can hold you accountable. Find an accountability partner, someone who you will ask you, hey, did you pray today? You know, set the goal of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pray a rosary three times a week and then have someone who's willing to hold you accountable to that and then vice versa. Right. Or whatever it is you're struggling with. But find an accountability bu- buddy and then cut back on your social media usage and, and use it in prayer um, or or just to to live life the way that, you know, you're not so cut off. Yeah, I think it's good. All right, shout-outs? Um, I, I, I don't think I do have any. Uh, shout-outs to ev- everyone, man. We have so many listeners right now. You guys broke our listening record last month. Again, <laughs> we beat, like, over 700 listens in a month and we did that before the last week of last month uh which is incredible so we'll probably do it again so just keep that up yeah just just the world shout out to the church right now and yeah everyone outside of it and inside of it yeah i don't really have any specifics now you well i'm gonna shout out bryce for you know yeah being around and then yeah gosh i don't think i have anyone necessarily specific i'm gonna give a shout out to my dad just because by the time this comes out the day before would have been his birthday. Oh, there you so, go. So, happy birthday yeah. to the other Gordon Moore. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think there's anyone new that started listening. I'm sure there is, um, actually. I know there's... Well, I know there are, but like that I know of that yeah. told me. Um, shout out to my coworker, Rachel. She started listening to our podcasts and um, fell off, but she just told me the other day that she's been catching up on them. Oh, and my coworker, uh, Sandra. 
Uh, she just started listening to our podcast. Oh, that just reminds me. Um, Lewis, a good friend that I met when I went to Brave yeah. Retreat, he just started listening too, or has good been deal. flying through them. He's yeah. gave me some great ideas for the podcast that we're definitely going to hopefully put in play. So, awesome. yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you guys, everyone, so much just for your prayers, yeah. for your commitment to us and believing in this. That's like a huge deal. We have a lot that we're trying to roll out pretty soon. Uh, it's just as far as like some changes we're making going into year two. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us on the adventure again. Um, God bless you all. Pray for us. Let us know. What do you want to listen? What do you want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. What you how are we going to help you and pray for you? Yeah. Contact us. Uh, we love hearing from you. all So God bless. Thanks, guys. <laughs>